And I'm here to remind you that you're listening to another episode of Blurg. Hi, Gemstones. Today we're talking about episode 210 of 30 Rock Season 2. No, we're not taking a trip to San Antonio. And if we're the 30 Rock team, we're not writing episode titles either. We are, however, heading halfway between D.C. and New York to a quaint proletariat town in the Pennsylvania coal mining country where Jack and Cece escape the urine-soaked mirage of city life for verger love. In other storylines, Liz bungles an interview, Kenneth gets addicted to espresso, and Gladys Knight is just trying to take a nap. <laughs> Let's dive in. What is this, Horseville? Because I am surrounded by naysayers. We are lovers. Oh, that word bums me out, unless it's between the words meat and pizza. Live every week like a shock week. Donaghy will be a moment. He's finishing up with the Germans. The Germans? Huh. Weird that he didn't tell either of you. We're trying to buy the largest cable network in Northern Europe. And if we do do that, it'll be huge. <laughs> what about your huge doo-doo? <laughs> what would you title this episode? So I did do a touch of research and they... What about like, your big doo-doo? <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> Uh, it's been unofficially titled Liz, uh, Liz the Businesswoman or Coffee and TV. I prefer episode 210, honestly. Yeah, I don't like either of those. Midnight Train to Georgia would have made sense, right? Yeah. A touch. But no, obviously the production of this episode was heavily impacted by the writer's strike from 2007 to 2008, which is why there's no official title of this episode. But the quality of it's still great, right? Yes. I would say it took me a couple watches to really get excited about it. Like, Ludacrismas, I'm in from the get. This one... How many times did you watch it? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I like... If I'm not watching anything, I'll just put it on so that it, like, starts to seep into my brain. Like, really sit, really watch it twice. But with days in between, so... My old brain's like, wait, what happens? (laughs) As a cohesive episode, maybe not my favorite, but some of these vignettes are just rock star quality gold. The Alanis Morissette drunken breakdown, breakup call to the co-op board with uh, Mr. Richard Gilmore. Yeah. Gilmore Girls. Oh, I so sad. Was hilarious. The coal mining kids in the corner that Jack's afraid of, super cute. The musical at the end was delightful. You weren't a fan? Was it? I loved it. Okay. You can tell because my voice is so hot. Kenneth getting high on espresso? Kenneth having some great moments when he's like, I'll make you feel good. <laughs> like, oh boy. Jonathan has a lot of moments. I love a Jonathan episode anytime Jonathan's around. So much blame. I do appreciate when like, he just sends them everywhere. Like when he has to get a uh, priceless gift that literally costs zero dollars and Jonathan does all the work and he does not reimburse him. And this time he wants to be the king of assistance. Because <laughs> that's a thing. <laughs> And then when he says, he's, you know, they're going to do his stage play, and he, uh, Liz and Jack are both like, I- I'm busy that day. I yeah, simply can't. I <laughs> you don't even know what day it is. I don't care. I can't do it. No. Well, this episode starts outside of Jack's office, and Liz and Cece are sitting on the couch. Jonathan comes over and tells him that we just a moment. He's finishing up with the Germans. As one does. Cece's like, what's going on with the Germans? And then Jonathan's super smug, and he's like, funny you didn't tell either of you about it. And we get a patented Liz Lemon eye roll. Oh, boy. 
Her eyes are going to eject from her face. <laughs> so we're just trying to buy the largest cable network in Europe, in Europe. And if we do do that, it'll be huge. Liz says, what was that about your huge doo-doo? And then she <laughs> high-fives herself, which I have been known to do. I've Same. also high-fived 10,000 angels from her. I take both of those into my real life. Any, I mean, for me, gesturing isn't a natural thing for me. As I say, and I'm watching myself in the Zoom call, and I just your hands never stop. Yes, but it feels more authentic when I'm not doing it organically. So I will do the self five all the time, especially when a joke doesn't land, which is most jokes that I tell. And I'm just like, "What up? Killed it, nailed it. Do one of these, buddy. Shaking the crossbow shoulders, high fiving a million angels. I do less, mostly because like my phalange control is poor. Well, I like a um, imaginary drum solo. With the high-fiving angels at the end. So, I enjoy that. We have a lot of friends. (laughs) We're very (laughs) cool people. So, Jack exits the office. He's got the Germans with him. And he says to them, Detlef, that's hilarious. Bavarians are so stingy. And they all chuckle and give cheers and leave. They're like, ciao, ciao. Jonathan announces that Jack's 11 o'clock is there, which is Liz. And Liz is like, you can go, CC, like, it's no big deal. You're the girlfriend. She says, we have boundaries. I make appointments here in New York, and he works around CC in Washington. Cut to a hilarious interlude where he's in some sort of briefing and is doing the typical whisper thing. It's like, what should we do tonight? And this dude is informing Jack about a showing of Fred Claus that's airing later. <laughs> that's one. I, I don't know why it is, but that scene tickles me so much. Mainly because so many of those recent sort of situations in government have been ludicrous anyway. It's not ludicrousness, which is a fun romp, but just ludicrous. And so having it lampooned that way was, ah, tickle my soul. High-fiving a million angels. And they're on G-SPAN instead of on C-SPAN. <laughs> yeah, because it hits the spot. Oh. Hi-yo. <laughs> Hi-yo. So Liz is excited. She they go in the office. She's like, we're well, going to help me with my finances. Jack will CC a kiss and... She said, so I have a checking account. I'm two payments away from owning my bike. Also, I have a star (laughs) that my aunt named after me. And Jack's like, wrap it up, wrap it up. Which was recently downgraded to a gas giant. Been there, girl. (laughs) So then I investigated stars because I guess I don't know anything. A star is a sphere of gas held together by its own gravity. Is that right? That's actually my, you know how there are like subsections within the gay community? I am neither a twink nor a bear. I'm a gas giant. (laughs) Well, I ate a lot of beans and lentils lately because I like my lentils Agreed to fart tender. after serious conversations <laughs> instead of burping after making out, I guess. We recently, on our other podcast, Takes All of the Place, played a game of Would You Rather, and I chose to flatulate during any serious conversation rather than burp after every kiss. Because after this, once I get my vaccine, I'm planning to go buck wild. So just like delusional Nick... Uh, <laughs> Liz thinks that Jack's actually interested in what's going on with her, but he's not. He just wants to say he booked Gladys Knight for the show because she's Cece's favorite, and now now that makes her my favorite. (laughs) Love, Lemon. Wanting someone to actually be a part of your life. I've never had that before. I like that he's gone full Ann Perkins and is just adopting the personality of his paramour. Like, can you imagine if he did that with Condi and just started, like, playing the piano in a pantsuit? Also, can I see Jack Donaghy play piano in a pantsuit? I just realized that that is my fetish. (laughs) Well, Emma just watched Working Girl this weekend, so she knows what old uh, Alec Baldwin's body looks like. His eyes are so blue. And he was hairy. And and his chest is so hairy. And his hair is so greasy. (laughs) And it doesn't normally do anything for me, but I found him very attractive. Because you have eyes, Julie. He is very, very attractive. 
I agree, but I showed you that picture of him when he's a super furball from Working Girl. <laughs> yeah, he did. Do I, is it my screensaver? Yes. So then Liz is trying to have a seat. Jack grabs her by the arm like, not so fast, lady, and escorts her out. He's like, buy real estate. It's the best investment there is. And Liz says, real estate? That's something, you, no, that's something you do when you're married and you have a family. And Jack says, sure. Wait for that. Your first home in the floating city of Chicago. Now, of course, I had to look up, is there a floating city in Chicago? So in 2014, they tried to create one. They were raising money for a floating island off the Chicago shoreline. What a nightmare. They're going to run into that popsicle whore from Pawnee. It was set adrift to Lake Michigan. Am I making, I'm not making this up. Am I? Could be. I believe you. I just don't remember it. That's fair. I'm going to need a t-shirt that says that because that is happening a lot with us lately. I'm like, I mean, I'm sure you're right, but I have no memory of that. It's not hitting correctly in my chakras. I don't feel it. My third eye's closing. I don't, I don't know what you're saying. You just need to watch some more G-Span. Then it'll hit correctly. G-Span. So Jonathan officially says, sir, your 1110 is here. And Jack said, Cece, I'm terribly sorry. That last meeting took forever. This is a very time. cute. I know this is a very cute cold open, and I do love that he only scheduled Liz Lemon for ten minutes, and still managed to do that only by ushering her physically from the premises. <laughs> it was like one minute. It was hilarious. So Tracy bought a cappuccino machine. It's his way of apologizing for what happened the other day, and he has a flashback. He's getting off an elevator with a pirate. The robot is there with Jenna. She says something about your father being here. He starts choking the pirate. The robot starts choking Jenna. Tracy realizes it was a dream. Thank God it wasn't a Kenneth dream because they've all come true. Everyone's like muttering about decaf and I want this and it's music and he's trying to answer the phone. A giant steam comes out when you're like cleaning the wand before you froth something. Uh, where are we at? Oh, Liz, well, so did you guys see the SNL skit where they were looking at Zillow like it was Match.com? Yes. Yes. So that was just two weeks ago. And then Liz is looking at real estate porn, which was cracking me up. I would walk all over those floors. <laughs> and the site is called hotandprime.com. Glamorous mm. properties for glamorous living. Oh Find your perfect God. match. Would you rather look at that? I know the answer to this. Would you rather look at that or uh, porn directed by women for women? Yes, you know the answer. So I do know the answer for that. Apartments. What would you rather look at? I would be the latter. I would like to see narrative-driven porn with an emphasis on affection. I, I don't believe that at all. What? What kind of porn do you think I watch? Not lady-on-lady lady porn. It doesn't have to. No, by women for women doesn't have to be lady-on-lady. Lady. Oh, you're right. A lot of times it can be man-on-man, man. yeah. A lot of ladies are very into it, and girls same. I went full like, yes, pussy hat slay. <laughs> Literally, when people kiss in a show, I'm like, I'm not supposed to be here. Nobody's <laughs> supposed to be here. I'm like, this is a very intimate moment that has nothing to do with me. I'm very uncomfortable. Meanwhile, most of my cinematic knowledge is because I've seen the nude scenes or the sex scenes from each of those films. <sighs> well, Jenna Comes came in, and that's why Liz closed her laptop, and Jenna thought maybe she was watching porn. Turns but no, out she Jenna's just was not really as dumb as she looks. She does own property. She owns her place there, her condo in Clearwater. She bought some property in the Ninth Ward that she's leasing to the government for a prison. Cha-ching. Oh, no. Yeah, that was a... Uh, yikes, yikes. Liz is like, I got to get my act together. Even Frank owns that chicken ranch in Nevada. He thought it was <laughs> buying a whorehouse, of course. <laughs> I mean, a cat house and a chicken house seem very... You would just assume that a chicken house is a different kind of prostitute. Yeah, in Nevada, with like, for sure. Yeah, one that clucks a lot, very lean. 
uh, in the leg department, but busty. <laughs> I'm so You're sorry. making me want to shower on the inside. <laughs> so it's drinking Lysol. Bottoms up, 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 bottoms up. So Jenna says, if you're serious about buying something, you got to lead. My business manager needs cash fast and he's selling his apartment. It's gorgeous. You're going to love it. Also, if you're interested, he's, AJ's also selling a speedboat and a truck full of cigarettes. <laughs> what is Honestly, I would buy that truck full of cigarettes. <laughs> I'd have a car and a pastime. <laughs> so we go back to Jack's office where he's laying on the couch watching a super depressing German sitcom. Yes, Jonathan to find him a game show instead. When I was um, in a hostel in Chicago this one time, we were hanging out with a bunch of Germans, and my friend and I had recently gone to this German art exhibit, and there was something in there that wasn't real, but it was said, there's no German word for happiness. So we went back and was like, is this why you guys are so sad all the time? Because you don't know the expression for happiness. Um, and then they yelled at us because we were dumb Americans, which was fair. <laughs> uh, on Dak Shepard this week, his podcast, he had a cultural... Like psychologists, like organizational cultural psychologists talking about how to deal with other cultures. And uh, Dax was saying when you go to Germany, it's like terrifyingly clean. Like pre-pandemic, still cleaner than we ever have it. And if the bus says it's coming at 1307, it's there at 1307. But that when you go to Italy, everyone's like, why are those Germans so worried about precision? Like they have no soul. So like how to just deal with other cultures once you realize where they're coming from, which was really fascinating. I don't know if I'm describing it right, but. <laughs> See, that's why I'm doing Duolingo, because in the 12 oh, really? months of this pandemic, I can now say <laughs> I would like to go to the bathroom in four languages. So Cece calls and she's like, I can't come up. I got a mountain of work. The adorable, lovable Edie Falco. Jack's Who like was nominated for an Emmy for her performance in this episode. As well she should be. And they did win the Emmy for best sound. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so Jack says the president is going to veto your crazy social programs. The founding fathers never expected poor people to live into their forties. Oh, it hurts because it's real. Jack says I know it's my turn to go up there, but I'm buried with work with this Dutch Welt stuff. <laughs> Welt was a German free-to-air television channel, as told oh to me God. by the Googs. <laughs> Because Google is just too hard to say. So they're going to meet each other halfway. Puts the phone on his chest. He looks up at the TV. A German game show is playing. There's three people in bear costumes with buzzers. An announcer asking, who's ready to play? You can Which I would watch. Room. And it also feels like a, what show are they on? TJS with Tracy Jordan sketch. True. <laughs> Thank you. They shot it there. She has to give me constant praise um, in order to keep me motivated. <laughs> So Liz is reading How to Buy Your First Apartment in New York City, which, surprise, is not a real book. (laughs) Thank you for checking. You had one job. Have you guys ever seen Galaxy Quest? Um, No, but I do love Alan Rickman. Well, you should see it. Even if you don't like Star Wars or Star Trek, it's like a takeoff on that. Like, they were Star Trek characters. And then real aliens think that they really are space explorers. And Sigourney Weaver's in it. And her one job is basically repeat the computer. So the computer will be like, all engines are firing. And she'll look around the, the cabin and be like, Captain, all engines are firing. And they start to get on, she starts to get on everyone's nerves. And they're like, hey, Gwen, we heard the computer. And she's like, I have one job. I'm going to do it. And that's it. So my job is to research everything I possibly can. You know what? I think this episode has more scene changes than any other episode. We have like 50 different It's quick. Yeah, yeah. We're moving around. So now we're headed in... Uh, Liz is reading and Jack and Jonathan come in. He's like, Lemon, you speak German, right? She's like, yeah, I do. I spent my 
junior year abroad in Frankfurt. I partied so hard it was crazy. <laughs> Cut to her taking pictures of sparrows. And I don't know why this is one of the funniest scenes <laughs> in the entire show for me. You don't think what? it's the lesbian Midwestern perm that's makes it funny and the look on her face? All of it is funny. All of it is funny. The Midwestern burn, her just saying, <laughs> look at all the different kinds of sparrows. <laughs> click, 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 click. So Jack is going to pass the buck and asks Liz to look over all the German videos because he and Cece are trying to make it work by meeting halfway. He really doesn't know how Kelly Ripa does it. <laughs> Neither do I, but there was a YouTube that I didn't click on that said celebrities who hate Kelly Ripa, and I really wanted to. But I <laughs> how long was it? Was it like, like 20 seven minutes? Seven minutes. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Glad I'm not the only one. Sorry, Kelly. Kelly. She's like, look at us. You're going to meet Cece halfway. I'm going to look at an apartment later today. Jonathan pipes in with, and the community center is going to stage my play. I got a thing that night. They both say it together. It's so sad. Jonathan looks so despondent and sad. Perpetually. I mean, he only gloats when he has something on someone else or Jack is on him. Hopefully this isn't true for everybody else, but Kenneth's signing Jenna's headshots, not Jenna, and he's putting hearts on them. You think that's... Okay. I thought everyone had, like, a stamp that just had their signature and they would stamp it. Well, I don't think we do headshots anymore, so I don't think we have to worry about that. Yeah, what is the new headshot? An OnlyFans? <laughs> it's a different kind of headshot. Have I, have I told... I did tell you how I killed those celebrities by asking for their headshots. Um, I did. John Eric Hexum from Voyager... And I wrote a, him a letter and he sent one back to me. And the next day, he accidentally shot himself to death on the set of Voyager. And then for Christmas, I asked for a Ricky Nelson album and he died on Christmas Eve in a plane crash. So then I'd sent away for Christopher Atkins, who was from the Blue Lagoon with Brooke Shields. And when it came, I buried it in the backyard so I wouldn't kill him too. And he's still oh my God. to this day. <laughs> Julie. <laughs> I feel like I would have told you guys that story already. But no. I guess yeah, so I killed two celebrities and I saved one life. Thank God. Chris Rackins is alive. So Kenneth's signing those headshots and Jenna doesn't die and someone spills hot coffee on him. He's like, he tells Tracy, I can't work like this anymore. Tracy's like, you can have all the coffee you want. Kenneth doesn't drink coffee. He doesn't drink hot liquids of any kind. That's the devil's temperature. Which, agree. I don't drink coffee either. Um, Me either. Which is very controversial as... Um, a gay man, because typically iced coffee and running quickly or walking quickly is like our stick. But it is like crack cocaine to me. I like, I lose time. So Tracy says, Ken. <laughs> so this is the Big Easy, which is not actually New York City. As I wrote Julie that in the notes. notes. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually New Orleans. <laughs> I wrote these notes for myself. <laughs> but Kenneth doesn't want to do anything he's regretted. But Tracy's like, you got to live a little. That's why my wife and I don't use a safe word. Regrets are, are for horseshoes and handbags. You know that famous saying, right? Well, we never thought Kenneth was going to have coffee, but he decides to try the bis the uh, the bitter, bitter, hot devil liquid with psychedelic music playing in the background. We can see why they won an Emmy for sound. So true. So Liz loves the apartment at the Windmere, which is not real. But anyway... <laughs> like fuck this at least pick a good one an oasis from the violence so the, it's Werner Herzog doing the German uh, narrator the whole yeah. time which I didn't know you know who Werner Herzog is I do not he's a film director who makes very dark films but has become very funny as of late Werner Herzog he did the one about the man with the bear who died 
So there is an apartment. So it's, it says, an oasis from the violent obscenity of the human condition. <laughs> Sounds great. But there was a, there is a building called the Windermere, like W-I-N-D-E-R-M-E-R-E, but it's not at 585 Central Park West, which is was listed. <laughs> Everything's a lie! It's not on the streets. Forest. It's not on Central Park West. Anyway. Fuck this episode. That. Fuck this episode. The lies can't handle So she made an offer, but and they've accepted, but she needs to get a loan. And Jenna says, well, you should call AJ, but ask for Mike. <laughs> She's getting ready to go meet the co-op board, but it's kind of like a blind date. Well, Jenna said it's better than a blind date because the co-op board never waits till you get in the shower and then steals the necklace your mother gave you. <laughs> but we've met Jenna's mother. What kind of necklace did she give her? Um, something made of pigeon feathers, probably. <laughs> So the German accented announcer says, the Windermere, 585 Central Park West. If you lived here, you'd be home now. (laughs) And I don't know why I lied to you guys about having read that book. I'm just nervous. (laughs) Anyway, I didn't read The Lovely Bones. (laughs) This is empty. So, we have so much in common. Um, we're all white. Funny story, I was on a plane once with Brett Favre's cousin. It says here Mm -hmm. that you still have an outstanding student loan. Yes, it is outstanding. (laughs) No, I can explain that. The theater program at my school lost its accreditation, so I thought I didn't have to pay for it anymore. Look, I didn't think I was ready for this, but I am. There's this connection that I feel to the apartment, and I am a great neighbor. Just ask anyone in my building, except Rahim. I turned him into Homeland Security by accident. (laughs) I love your building. There, I said it, love. There's uh, something coming out of your nose. So Kenneth all high on coffee says, Grizz, you know what we've never done? Fight each other. And he goes <laughs> for him, but Doc Hom like picks him up like a little kid. And he's like, no. He's like, you guys are my best friends. Like, what is in that coffee? I just get, I get super hyper, but I don't love anyone. I get scared. Well, he's nonstop drinking it. He's like pouring it out of the craft into the cup and like licking it on the way. He's lost his mind. So we cut to again. You're right. There are a fuck ton of cuts in this entire episode. And now we're in the betting parlor in Pennsylvania coal mining country exactly halfway between dc and new york um it's technically a little stool where these angry looking young tween miners are drinking alcohol drink sure 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 sure. and um they sort of lament jack and cc about all the things they've missed because of work um jack said all my life work came first i missed out on weddings funerals karate demonstrations (laughs) hey tracy jr cc's like birthdays lilith bears Jack says, you're my new night job, and I'm going to love you like my boss is watching. (laughs) Oh, my God. And then these two out-of-place kids who are just in love are like, I wonder what they do for fun out around here. And then this sort of, like, wise and earthy dude is, like, smack around out-of-towners and a lovely doll museum. That was fun. I liked that. You could tell he was prepping real hard to not Phoebe the hell out of that little cameo. Aces, sir. I hope you won an award for that. He won, um, yeah, he won a Central Asian Emmy, I think. Pan, Pan Asian? Pacific Rim? Pacific Rim. Pacific Rim, Pacific Rim, yeah. 
So Liz has her meeting with the co-op board and Richard is there. It's so good and to see you. We love and miss what's his real name? Edward Granger. Herman. <laughs> Edward Herman. Herman Munster? Herman Granger. Herman Kane? Hermione Granger. There it is. Nice. Harry Killed Potter. It. Killed it. Nice. <laughs> Word association. <laughs> So before she goes to the meeting, she dumps all the videos on Kenneth because he has, she's heard him speaking German to the tour sometimes. And he said he's read, read the Bible in German because if you're not reading it in German, you're not getting the real which means hidden meaning. I don't know how to pronounce it. Oh, wow. Look at you. I looked it up on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And behind me, unfortunately, you can't see it. I've crafted a Karen from HR level word map with full Carrie Matheson. <laughs> To track what happened with this task. So Jack passed it off to Liz, who's now passed it off to Kenneth. Keep up, people. It's wild. <laughs> she asks him to write a review of all the DVDs by the morning. Thanks. Or tapes, whatever they are. Well, punctuated between her requests, he's like, if you could do that, yep, yep, typey, typey. Do it, do it. Yep, I got you, got you. Yep, yep. <laughs> and, Jen, <laughs> and Liz is just like, all right, sure. So Jack and Cece are strolling through the park, dreaming of what could be if they live there. And Jack's, he'd grow a beard. People wouldn't even recognize him. So then Jack's phone rings and he chucks it into the water and Cece does the same thing. <laughs> Bittered old people say, I wish we weren't halfway between New York and D.C. <laughs> I know, because they're like shouting into the air. I love, I love those you. women. I love this man. It's like, all right, heteronormative nonsense. <laughs> well, I'm just a bitter homosexual. That's why I say that. A bitter homosexual trapped in a pandemic doing the very best you can. Oh, you're so sweet to me. Sometimes. <laughs> We go to the co-op meeting, which is not going well for Liz. She is a little trepidatious and then just starts lying about a fuck ton of things, including reading The Lovely Bones, which, how did that even come up? She probably bought it up and was like, have you heard about serial killers? And then Richard says, whatever his character's name is, I don't care. He'll always be Richard Gilmore to me. You know, she's got a student loan. She hasn't paid back. And she said it's because her school lost accreditation, so she didn't think she had to pay it back since it was a school. She's a great neighbor. Ask anyone in her building except Raheem, who she turned into Homeland Security by accident. (laughs) And then she fully loses the plot. She's like, I love your building. There. I said it. To which they respond, there's something coming out of your nose. She is definitely dating this apartment, yes? yes. 100%. Yeah. So Liz shows up and says, uh, Jenna says, you missed Gladys Knight's sound check. And the pips are like Menudo. They change every five years. Do you guys know who Menudo is? Ricky Martin's yes. start. Yes. <laughs> he was so cute. He still is, although I still don't understand the blonde beard. No, he made it worse, too. What's well, It's silver now. Is it? I don't know. Yeah. Maybe that's what he was going for. So Liz tells the embarrassing story of her dating with the co-op board. She's like, they should call. Or they, they said they'd call. Should, should I call them? Jenna's like, no. Wait. Be an adult. And then Jonathan, who's representing Poland in the story, arrives frantically and is like, the Germans are here. <laughs> and where is Jack? We have no fucking idea. And uh, he says, I've been trying to call him. He's with Cece. He hasn't come back yet. There's nowhere to be found. And Liz yells, I'm going through something right now. <laughs> They arrive, which is very un-German, according to Dax Shepard's podcast, early and not right on time. So Liz has to step in, put on, (laughs) it looks like a Barbara Bush-level pink pantsuit situation. It is the same suit that she wears to take Tracy to the strip club in the first episode. Nice. (laughs) Internet. Eagle eye. But that's my favorite part where he's like, Jack has to get this job because he'll be CEO and then I'll be king of the assistants. (laughs) 
Please put on some decent clothes. You're the only one who's seen all of their shows. The way she says clothes, though, is What's perfection. He's like, put on some decent clothes. Clothes. <laughs> put on some decent clothes. I know. It's very heavy-tongued. So she goes to meet with the Germans. Turns out her German sucks. Translated, she says, Mr. Donaghy is not in a position to worry himself with this occurrence, but your business makings are much important to his heart. And then can understand 0% of what they're saying and <laughs> sells NBC to some Germans, thinking that she bought the Germans... Television station, right? Stu- yeah. Yeah. And the guys, once they think they've purchased it, they're like, yes. And they like high five the back of their own heads and then give a fist bump. <laughs> Fucking As Germans. Germans do. So Jack and Cece are walking by the mind, the mine. They haven't thought about work. Weird. He's like, good weird or last night weird. She's like, good, good weird. <laughs> Who knew the Ottoman had wheels? <laughs> then a Herzog comes back, love a Yoen Mirage in the desert of fear. <laughs> He sounds bitter, and I appreciate it. He's like that bitter coffee drink. So Tracy's going to take away the coffee machine for Kenneth Stone Good. He's like, come on, I'll make you feel good. It's crazy. <laughs> Tracy's like, look at yourself. And he turns him around to a mirror that just happens to be passing by in that moment. <laughs> and Kenneth gasps. He's like, you rode the brown serpent. You survived. He said, no, I made my mother two promises when I moved to New York. One, if I found any Mackenzie's up living up here, I would kill them. And two, I would not let this city change me. <laughs> Tell us all the bad things he did, Nick. So it's not just the coffee that this has been a constant path of self-destruction. He also went to a PG-13 movie. He bought a, s- a pair of sunglasses. He tried a Jewish donut. And he's like, this is the 21st city of Sodom. I become one of them. I've been sodomized. <laughs> Which can happen when you ride the brown serpent, I will say. <laughs> so now we go back up to the red. Liz is drinking. She's leaving a message for the co-op board. Now, have you ever drunk dialed people again and again and again on the same day? No, because thankfully alcohol is not addicted like um, coffee. So, but no, I have never drunk dialed anyone in my life. <laughs> like I made poor choices, but I haven't. I feel like I've seen you dialed. super buzzed. You have. I'm always in control. Well, I can't imagine you say don't say things you don't wish you hadn't. To people in front of me, yeah, but I don't call people. Oh I would God. never make a phone call. <laughs> never. <laughs> Ever. Liz leaving a message for a co-op board while drinking wine at 10.20 p.m. Hey, it's Liz Lemon. This message is for the co-op board, I guess. This is the number you gave me. I hope it's not fake because you accepted my bid and I haven't heard from you, but I'm doing great. I bought a German te- television studio today. <laughs> it's now 10.55. She's still drinking. Do you feel like you're in an episode of 24? Liz Lemon says, does everyone know that you're a bunch of liars or should I tell them myself? Because I know a lot of people. Beep. Pouring wine as she leaves another message at 1114. You know what? I'm fine because I know who I am. You, I feel sorry for you, co-op board. And now we're crying on the bathroom floor. It's the next day, 1201. I'm going to the hospital and I hope you're happy. Two minutes later, opening another bottle of wine. I'm just confused. It seems weird to me that you would be still advertising that apartment after you like accepted my offer. <laughs> then we go to the jagged little pill phase, which is everyone's worst phase. It's 2.15 a.m. And Liz Lemon is here to remind you. <laughs> Fast forward to 7 a.m. Still drinking wine. She's changed to red. She's jogging on a treadmill. <laughs> and you know what? I moved on. I bought a whole bunch of apartments. I bought a black apartment. <laughs> Why, Liz? Unnecessary. And scene. What? So Jack is getting yelled at on the phone. Turns out Liz sold the Germans to NBC. I did not write the Frugen and Kafrugen. 
So she's like, sorry. Oh, Calvin and Fur Calvin. Yes. Good for you. <laughs> just watched it. She's like, just, just tell him I made it. a mistake. Yeah, I guess I'll just tell Don Geist that I let a supported in it with an unaccredited theater tech degree make a billion-dollar <laughs> handshake deal while I was showering with my girlfriend at a Red Roof Inn. And he picks up a picture of him and Cece at Hock- with Hawkinson is for lovers. They're like in firefighter, you know, when you put your head in a yeah. character thing. Tell me about Hawkinson. So it's a little village. <laughs> it came to place in 1688 when several families settled in the area. The village was named after the Lenape word hoax, meaning good bark or good bark hill. Oh, nice. I like some good bark. (laughs) (laughs) So Jack realizes that you can't actually have it all. No one's told Liz this um, because she'll keep saying that for like years. And, you know, a relationship and their job both require everything. So they have to choose. What are you going to choose? And so we're back at the bedding parlor. Jack clearly picks Cece, or so it seems. But where is Cece? Still in Washington. Why is she in Washington? Because she missed a vote on the bill to legalize recreational whale torture. And it passed by one vote. (laughs) So because she wasn't there, it passed. That seems like something that could happen. I like that it was called the Lot Specter Bill. Yes, it was. So Cece's like, look, you and I only have one speed. We can only go 100%. We have all these things in common. Our belief that sex is a competition. We've only got one speed. Jack's like, well, I choose you. Get in your ridiculous electric car and get up here. (laughs) But then Cece continues to sort of ramble the fuck on. Jack gets a call from Don Geis, takes it. Cece doesn't know, so we keep cutting back and forth between Cece continuing to talk and Don Geis. And then he does what also happened to Ross and Rachel in an episode of Friends, Do You Agree or Not?, when they don't know what they're agreeing to. And she's like, did you take another call while I was talking? Jack says, yes, but I never forgot it was you on the other line. <laughs> I love you. Maybe we can make it work in another life. And then one of the little coal biting fours gives him a beer. Cute. Well, Kenneth says, we're switching again. Kenneth says, thank you to Tracy. Um, it's been an honor being your friend. <coughs> Learning about the non-reproductive aspects of human sexuality from you. But this is goodbye. I let my mama down and I'm going back to Georgia. Tracy is apoplectic. You can't. Who's going to help me tell white people apart? And can I say that when they keep showing all of those images of, like, FBI, can you help us find this insurrectionist, do all of them look the same or not? They all look the same. <laughs> Dot com uh, doc- pops up with, uh, what about our tickets to Spamalot? <laughs> and Grizz says, who will be my wingden at speed dating? Kenneth says, Kenneth Grizz, says- <laughs> I think I'll miss you most of all. Cute. And then we go into an unprompted musical interlude that I love, Julie's okay about. (laughs) Why are you just okay? Most of them can't sing. Sure. It's unnecessary. You have Gladys Knight there, and she doesn't get to sing Midnight Train to Georgia. What's that about her? (laughs) It's about how New York proved too much for the man. Too much for the man. He couldn't make it. So he's leaving his life. He's come to know. He's leaving on that run. I guess we want to be right by his side. Now there's two showgirls eating donuts looking bored. That's not part of the song. There's just two <laughs> showgirls standing there looking bored. I know. That was the fun. Oh. I thought so. Maybe not. <laughs> High fives for you. Liz runs into the co-op board and they introduce her to Charlotte. She's buying the apartment. Congratulations. If you blow out the kitchen wall, you could make a really nice cook. Here comes Gina. And then, <laughs> she storms in. She can sing. 
Yes. And then Cece's on TV talking about, like, obviously I don't support recrealized whale torture. And then um, Liz comes in and Jack's like, should we get drunk? She's like, no, there's too many phones in here. <laughs> She's like, you should have gone for it, Jack. It's like, you made the same decision Cece and I did when you chose your career over Floyd. And then suddenly, oh my God, Jack starts singing to Cece, who's on the TV. My world, her world, <laughs> his world. world Mine world. it is alone. <laughs> I got to go. I got to I go. got to go. This is Liz, which is amazing. <laughs> and then they're all singing. And then they're on a set that is a midnight train to Georgia motif. Kenneth comes back and he's like, I missed it. And then Hush whispers, he missed it. He missed the midnight train to Georgia because it wasn't midnight. It was 11.45. Was misinformed about the time. Didn't even get to wait in line. Oh, no. <laughs> missed the midnight train to Georgia. Whoever has the most runs win. So <laughs> out comes Gladys Knight and she says, hello, I'm trying to take a nap. What's going on here? And then Trace is like, nothing. Sorry, Gladys Knight. Sorry. 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 <laughs> And that's the episode. The Midnight Train to Georgia. How about we call it the 1145 Train to Georgia? Amazing. Ooh, love it. Ooh. Yes. <laughs> Should we go to the chat? Rate some gems? Yeah, I know. Yes. I'm ready when you're ready. Ready. Let's go. <laughs> oh, my God. Nick and Emma tie at 94. Julie with a perfect score of 91. <laughs> <laughs> There's been a lot of 91s. Definitely um, rewatchable. Really well done. I do think Edie Falco is a gem. Yes. She's a gemstone. I wish she could have stayed around longer. But. Yeah. Edie Falco gets 100 gemstones. This episode gets 94, in my opinion, because I loved just how fucking wacky it was. I do love all the cuts. There's so many moments that I absolutely adored. Even to the point where the pronunciations of everything was just cracking my shit up. The clothes. <laughs> I don't know. Just fucking killed me. <laughs> And it was a Frank-free episode, which is fun. Oh, yeah. I didn't even notice that. Josh obviously wasn't there. Um, Lutz wasn't there. None of the writers were there. Tuber wasn't there. No. He must have the week off. But not next week. was a writer's strike. Because it's MILF Island. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> oh, my God. Deborah, I can't wait. So, yes. Julie, Emma, and I are now leaving on that midnight train to Georgia. They will both make it on there. I will show up two hours late. And so I will see you next week. We will all see you next week. And feel free to check out our other podcast, Takes All Over the Place. If you want some more information, we've got TakesPod.com. We're at TakesPod on Instagram. Thank you guys so much for listening. You are little gemstones. We appreciate it. A hundred every time. Blurg is a project of Team Takes, a.k.a. Nick Cotter. Julie Sunderland. And Emma Cotter. With the invaluable sound editing help from Phil Cotter. And Frank. <laughs> the awesome toenails on the wood floor from Frank. <laughs> we love you, Frank. 